From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Monday the 27th of March 2023. Good afternoon. In today's Spotlight story, we run through Putin's plans to put nukes in Belarus. This isn't the only thing happening in the world, though. So we'll run through three of today's other important stories. And in our exclusive Nebula section, we explain Rishi Sunak's plans to crack down on the homeless. But first, why is Putin putting nukes in Belarus? In the latest major development in the war in Ukraine, Russia has stationed tactical nuclear weapons in the state of their closest ally, Belarus. The president of Belarus, Alexander Lukashenko, has a close personal relationship with Putin, having previously allowed the president of Russia to launch attacks into Ukraine, with the Russian military taking advantage of the short attack routes from Lukashenko's Belarus to Kyiv. This new nuclear weapons deal means that Russia will station 10 aircraft on Belarusian soil that are capable of carrying tactical nuclear weapons. Putin added that crews will be trained from the 3rd of April. The agreement was announced on Russian TV, with President Putin claiming that the agreement would not breach non-proliferation agreements and that the New Deal would simply match agreements that other Western nations have with each other. For example, the Center for Arms Control and Non-Proliferation claims that there are 100 nuclear weapons stored across Europe in six bases and across five countries from the United States. It's been reported that Putin was asked about nuclear weapons by President Lukashenko, following reports last week that the UK will send armour-piercing rounds along with their Challenger 2 tanks. These armour-piercing rounds contain depleted uranium. If you want to know more about this, then we actually covered it last week on The Daily Briefing. Nonetheless, for their part, Ukraine sees this plan from Putin as a demonstration of Russian conventional warfare weaknesses. Recently, Russia has struggled to capture Bakhmut, despite months of fighting and a huge loss of life. Considering that Putin expected the war to last merely days or weeks, this is a poor indictment of how his war is going. Speaking about this decision to put tactical nukes in Belarus, a spokesperson for Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky said that he, Putin, admits that he's afraid of losing and all he can do is scare with tactics. A separate security advisor of Zelensky also added that the deal may not be good for Belarus, as it would make them become a nuclear hostage of Putin's Russia. Currently, there's no indication that Western nations believe that this development is indicative of Russia's increased propensity to use nuclear weapons. The US Department of Defense has said that we have not seen any reason to adjust our own strategic nuclear posture, nor any indications that Russia is preparing to use a nuclear weapon. We remain committed to the collective defense of the NATO alliance. Okay, so that's our main story for today, but there's a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of three other stories. Israel is in uproar today after Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu sacked his defense minister, Yoav Gallant, over remarks relating to plans to overhaul the judicial system. Thousands of people have protested on the streets with water cannons being used. Announced on the 4th of January, the powers will bring the committee that selects judges under the control of Parliament, which, according to Netanyahu, is to make sure they don't overreach in their powers. Along with this, Parliament would be able to overrule a Supreme Court decision with a simple majority and make it severely difficult to evict a Prime Minister and declare them unfit for office. The Consul General in New York has also resigned over the issue. 
The president, Isaac Herzog, has also said on Twitter that, for the sake of unity of the people of Israel, for the sake of the responsibility, I call on you to stop the legislative process immediately. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. £10,000 a day. That's how much senior members of the Tory party were asking to work for a fake South Korean firm. It's been revealed. Over the weekend, the results of a sting operation set up by the campaign group led by Donkeys were published by the group. The campaign group originally formed as an anti-Brexit group and which were behind, among other things, the yellow and blue paint spill outside the Russian embassy in London, managed to dupe five senior conservatives, the former health secretary Matt Hancock, the former chancellor Kwasi Kwarteng, former education secretary Sir Gavin Williamson, chairman of the 1922 committee Sir Graham Brady and former health minister Stephen Hammond. In the case of Kwarteng, he marketed himself to the fake firm, saying he could introduce them to Boris Johnson, the quote, best campaigner you will ever see. All MPs involved have denied any wrongdoing, stressing that they behaved entirely properly. In the latest in a series of weapons tests, North Korea fired two short-range ballistic missiles early this morning. Both the South Korean and Japanese military have confirmed. The missiles appear to have landed outside Japan's exclusive economic zone, according to the Japanese government. These launches, in particular, come as two large US Navy platforms, an aircraft carrier USS Nimitz, and amphibious assault ship the USS Makin Island, are in the region, set to take place in joint US-South Korean military exercises. North Korea had previously claimed that the joint training by the two nations was practice for occupying North Korea, using the episode to call for stronger war deterrence, including a more developed, multifaceted and offensive nuclear attack capability. South Korea and various allies have condemned North Korea's missile launches as a grave provocation, violating UN Security Council resolutions. Their military drills with the US, though, will continue as planned. In the final story today, we discuss the Trans Health Equality Act. This was introduced in Maryland by the House of Delegates on Saturday afternoon. The bill itself requires Maryland Medicaid to provide coverage for gender-affirming treatments. This is currently only covered by private insurance. It's important to note that the bill does not change the requirement that must be met in order to qualify with gender reassignment surgery. Patients still need to be at least 18 years old, have a gender dysphoria diagnosis, have undergone at least a year of continuous hormonal therapy, and have received two referrals from mental health professionals. That's all we have time for on YouTube today. But if you want to, that's all we have time for on YouTube today. But if you want to see our discussion of Sunak's plans to crack down on the homeless, then watch the extended ad-free edition of the Daily Briefing over on Nebula. That's the streaming service we're building with a bunch of our creator friends, many of whom you're likely to be already watching. That means that by signing up, you not only get an extended ad-free daily briefing every single day, you also get to watch exclusive and ad-free videos from the best educational creators on YouTube. That's things like Real Life Law's incredible Modern Conflicts, which breaks down contemporary disputes around the world, Neo's Underexposure, which beautifully dives into complex and shadowy topics you've always wanted to know more about, or Extremities from Wendover Productions, which uncovers some of the world's most remote places. 
All of these are only available on Nebula, just like our extended daily briefings and a whole bunch of other exclusive TLDR content which never comes to YouTube. If you want to sign up, use the link in the description so that they know you came through us. That helps us out a whole lot, as does watching on Nebula more generally. So thanks for signing up and we'll see you on Nebula.